This episode of the MedBullet Step 1 podcast will go over the topic of overview of GI hormones from the gastrointestinal section on MedBullets.com. So in this episode, we'll go over the different GI hormones, such as gastrin, cholecystokinin or CCK, secretin, somatostatin, glucose-dependent insulinotropic peptide or GIP, vasoactive intestinal polypeptide or VIP, nitric oxide, motilin, ghrelin, neuropeptide Y, and glucagon-like peptide 1 or GLP-1. So starting with gastrin, the source of this hormone are the G-cells, which are located in the antrum of the stomach. The action of gastrin is to increase gastric hydrogen secretion, increase growth of the gastric mucosa, and increase gastric motility. In terms of regulation, gastrin is increased by stomach distension, increased by amino acids and small peptides, increased by vagal stimulation from gastrin-releasing peptide, decreased by a stomach pH of less than 1.5, and decreased by somatostatin. Some important notes about gastrin is that it's significantly increased in Zollinger-Ellison syndrome and know that phenylalanine and tryptophan are potent stimulators. Moving on to cholecystokinin or CCK, the source of this hormone is the eye cells in the duodenum and the jejunum. The action of cholecystokinin or CCK is increasing pancreatic secretion, increasing gallbladder contraction and relaxation of the sphincter of Oti, and decreasing gastric emptying. In terms of regulation, cholecystokinin is increased by amino acids and small peptides and also increased by fatty acids. Keep in mind that a patient with cholelithiasis or gallstones experiences worsened pain after fatty food ingestion due to the increased release of CCK. Moving on to secretin, the source of this hormone is the S cells in the duodenum. The action of secretin is to increase pancreatic bicarbonate secretion, increase biliary bicarbonate secretion, and decreased gastric hydrogen secretion. In terms of regulation, secretin is increased by hydrogen in the duodenum and also increased by fatty acids in the duodenum. Some important notes about secretin is that increased bicarbonate neutralizes gastric hydrogen in the duodenum, which is essential for fat digestion. Keep in mind that pancreatic lipases have pH optimums between 6 and 8. Moving on to somatostatin, the source of this hormone is the D cells in the GI mucosa and the delta cells, which are part of the endocrine pancreas. The action of somatostatin is to decrease gastric hydrogen and pepsinogen secretion. It also decreases pancreatic and small intestine fluid secretion, decreases gallbladder contraction, and decreases insulin as well as glucagon release. In terms of regulation, somatostatin is increased by hydrogen and decreased by vagal stimulation. Some important notes about somatostatin is that it's an inhibitory hormone, it has anti-growth hormone effects as it's involved in digestion and absorption of substances needed for growth. Know that somatostatin is treatment for a VIPoma and carcinoid tumors. Moving on to glucose-dependent insulinotropic peptide, or GIP, the source of this hormone is the K-cells in the duodenum and the jejunum. In terms of action, GIP has both exocrine and endocrine actions. Exocrine actions include increasing insulin secretion by pancreatic beta cells. In terms of regulation, GIP is increased by fatty acids, increased by amino acids, and increased by oral glucose. Some important notes about GIP is that an oral glucose load is utilized by cells more rapidly than an equivalent IV glucose load. Moving on to vasoactive intestinal polypeptide, or VIP, the source is the parasympathetic ganglia in the sphincters, 
gallbladder, and small intestine. The action of VIP is to increase intestinal water and electrolyte secretion and increase the relaxation of intestinal smooth muscle and sphincters. In terms of regulation, VIP is increased by distension and vagal stimulation and is decreased by adrenergic input. Keep in mind that a VIPoma is a non-alpha, non-beta islet cell pancreatic tumor that secretes VIP and causes copious diarrhea. Moving on to nitrous oxide, the action is to increase smooth muscle relaxation and therefore lowers esophageal sphincter tone. An important note about nitric oxide is that loss of nitric oxide secretion is implicated in the increased lower esophageal tone of achalasia. Moving on to motilin, the source of this hormone is the small intestine, specifically the upper duodenum. The action of motilin is to increase GI motility, and it produces migrating motor complexes, or MMCs. In terms of regulation, motilin is increased in the fasting state. Moving on to ghrelin, the source of this hormone is the P-D1 cells in the stomach. The action of ghrelin is to increase growth hormone, ACTH, cortisol, and prolactin secretion. In terms of regulation, ghrelin is increased before meals and decreased after meals. Some important notes about ghrelin include that it regulates hunger and meal initiation, it is lost following gastric bypass surgery, and is associated with hyperphagia in Prader-Willi syndrome. Moving on to neuropeptide Y, the source of this hormone is the neurons of the sympathetic nervous system. In terms of action, neuropeptide Y increases appetite and decreases energy expenditure. In terms of regulation, ghrelin increases neuropeptide Y release, and leptin decreases neuropeptide Y release. Finally, let's talk about glucagon-like peptide 1 or GLP-1. The source of this hormone are the L cells, which are the endocrine cells of the intestinal epithelium. In terms of action, GLP-1 increases glucose-induced insulin secretion from the pancreatic beta cells. It also decreases glucagon secretion, decreases GI motility and secretions, and it also promotes satiety. In terms of regulation, GLP-1 is secreted in response to meal intake and is degraded by dipeptidopeptidase 4. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, A 42-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician with two weeks of abdominal pain. She says that the pain is squeezing in character and gets worse after she eats food. The pain is particularly bad after she eats dairy products, so she has begun to avoid ice cream and cheese. Furthermore, she has noticed that she has been experiencing episodes of nausea associated with abdominal pain in the last four days. Physical exam reveals tenderness to palpation and rebound tenderness in the right upper quadrant of the abdomen. The molecule that is most likely responsible for the increased pain this patient experiences after eating fatty foods is most likely secreted by which of the following cells? And the choices are 1, D cells, 2, G cells, 3, I cells, 4, P D1 cells, and 5, S cells. The correct answer to this question is 3, I cells. So this patient with squeezing right upper quadrant pain that is exacerbated after ingestion of fatty foods most likely has cholelithiasis. Cholecystokinin produced by eye cells leads to gallbladder contraction and increases pain after eating fatty foods in patients with cholelithiasis. Cholecystokinin or CCK is produced by eye cells in the duodenum and jejunum. Its release is increased by the presence of amino acids, small peptides, and fatty acids in the small intestine. 
It subsequently signals to increase pancreatic secretion, gallbladder contraction, and relaxation of the sphincter ovode. Together, these effects increase the ability of the digestive system to break down protein and absorb fatty acids. It also leads to decreased gastric emptying to allow more time for nutrients to be digested. The increased contraction of the gallbladder caused by CCK is what causes patients with cholelithiasis to experience increased pain after eating a fatty meal. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, D-cells produce somatostatin, which is responsible for decreasing gallbladder contraction. This effect will decrease the pain associated with cholelithiasis. Answer 2, G-cells produce gastrin, which is responsible for increasing the production of gastric acid in the stomach. While this effect will increase the pain due to ulcers, it is not responsible for pain due to cholelithiasis. Answer 4, P-slash-D1 cells produce ghrelin, which is responsible for increasing hunger. However, it would not result in increased pain in patients with cholelithiasis. And finally, answer 5, S-cells produce secretin, which is released in response to a fatty meal. However, it does not mediate gallbladder contraction and would not be responsible for increased pain in patients with cholelithiasis. To leave you with a bullet summary, eye cells produce cholecystokinin, which is the hormone responsible for increased pain after meals in patients with cholelithiasis. Moving on to the next question. A four-year-old boy is brought to his primary care physician for a physical prior to beginning a preschool program. He is found to be delayed in reaching normal childhood cognitive and social milestones, which is consistent with observations at previous checkups. Physically, he is also found to be significantly overweight with hypogonadism. Notably, the boy was limp when he was born and did not have a normal motor response to stimuli. Elevated levels of a gastrointestinal hormone are associated with the cause of this patient's weight gain. The hormone that is most responsible for causing the weight gain is produced in which of the following cell types? And the choices are 1, D cells, 2, G cells, 3, I cells, 4, P slash D1 cells, and 5, L cells. The correct answer to this question is 4, P slash D1 cells. So this patient with obesity, developmental delay, hypogonadism, and neonatal hypotonia most likely has Prader-Willi syndrome, which is associated with increased ghrelin from P slash D1 cells. In Prader-Willi syndrome, the hunger that drives extreme hyperphagia and obesity in patients is associated with increased levels of ghrelin. Ghrelin is a hormone that is released by P slash D1 cells located in the stomach. Release of this hormone is increased before meals and suppressed in normal patients after meals. In addition to regulating the release of growth hormone, ghrelin is a major regulator of hunger and helps to drive meal initiation, explaining why increased levels can drive obesity. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, D cells located throughout the GI mucosa are responsible for the production of somatostatin, which is a hormone that inhibits the release of other hormones. It does not cause increased hunger. Answer 2, G cells in the antrum of the stomach are responsible for the production of gastrin, which is a hormone associated with increased gastric acid production. It does not cause increased hunger. Answer 3, I cells in the duodenum and jejunum are responsible for the production of cholecystokinin, which is a hormone that increases pancreatic secretion and gallbladder contraction. It does not cause increased hunger. And finally, answer 5, L cells located as endocrine cells within the GI epithelium are responsible for the production of glucagon-like peptide 1, which is an incretin that increases the release of insulin in response to nutrient intake. However, it does not cause increased hunger. 
To leave you with a bullet summary, ghrelin is associated with hunger and is produced by P-D1 cells in the stomach. Moving on to the next question. A 42-year-old female presents to her primary care physician complaining of abdominal pain and nausea. She reports that her pain started approximately two hours ago after she ate a meal at a fast food restaurant. The pain is sharp and localized to the right upper quadrant. She has experienced similar pain several times in the past. Her past medical history is notable for obesity and hypertension. On examination, she demonstrates significant tenderness to palpation in the right upper quadrant. Murphy's sign is negative. There is no rebound or guarding. A right upper quadrant ultrasound demonstrates multiple stones in the gallbladder lumen. Which of the following hormones is responsible for this patient's postprandial pain? And the choices are 1. Somatostatin 2. Cholecystokinin 3. Ghrelin 4. Motilin and 5. Secretin The correct answer to this question is 2. Cholecystokinin So the most likely diagnosis in this patient is biliary colic. Cholecystokinin is a gastrointestinal hormone that is responsible for the pain seen in patients with gallstones after a fatty meal. The pain in biliary colic stems from contraction of the gallbladder against a temporarily impacted gallstone in the cystic duct. Cholecystokinin is a GI hormone that is responsible for the pain seen in biliary colic. It is produced by eye cells in the duodenum in response to fatty acids and amino acids. Cholecystokinin secretion leads to increased pancreatic secretion, gallbladder contraction, and decreased gastric emptying to mediate digestion in the small intestine. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, somatostatin, is an inhibitory GI hormone that is secreted by D cells in the GI mucosa and delta cells in the endocrine pancreas. It functions to decrease gastric and pancreatic secretion, decrease gallbladder contraction, and decrease insulin and glucagon release. Answer 3, ghrelin, is secreted by gastric cells and regulates hunger in response to timing between meals. It functions to increase growth hormone, ACTH, cortisol, and prolactin secretion before meals. Answer 4. Motilin is a pro-motility GI hormone that is secreted by the distal duodenum. It functions to increase GI motility by promoting migrating motor complexes, which are the driving forces behind motility. And finally, answer 5. Secretin is a GI hormone that is secreted by S cells in the duodenum. It primarily serves to increase bicarbonate secretion by the pancreas and gallbladder to neutralize acid in the duodenum. To leave you with a bullet summary, cholecystokinin promotes gallbladder contraction in response to fatty foods. And moving on to the final question. Your test subject is a stout 52-year-old gentleman participating in a study on digestion. After eating a platter of meat riblets and beef strips, a test subject's digestive tract undergoes vast hormonal changes. Which of the following changes likely occurred in this patient as a result of the meal? And the choices are 1. Increased gastrin release leading to a decrease in proton secretion. 2. Decreased cholecystokinin release from the eye cells of the duodenum. 3. Increased release of secretin from the S cells of the duodenum. 4. Decreased acetylcholine release from the vagus nerve. And 5. Increased release of ghrelin from the P-D1 cells of the stomach. The correct answer to this question is 3. Increased release of secretin from the S cells of the duodenum. So this man just consumed a large meal, which will vastly alter the biochemistry of the gut. The S endocrine cells in the duodenum produce the hormone secretin, which increases pancreatic bicarbonate secretion in response to the large meal and fatty acid-slash-gastric acid entering the duodenum from the stomach. 
There are three types of enteroendocrine cells in the duodenum, and each of them secretes a hormone that acts on the pancreas. 1. The eye cells make cholecystokinin or CCK, which increase pancreatic secretions. 2. S cells make secretin, which increases pancreatic bicarbonate secretion. And 3. K cells make gastric inhibitory peptide or GIP, which increase insulin release. In addition to its action on the pancreas, secretin also decreases gastric acid secretion and increases bile secretion. Note that CCK and GIP also have additional actions that are discussed elsewhere in detail. The release of gastric hydrochloric acid into the duodenum is the most potent stimulator for secretin release. Increased levels of bicarbonate act to neutralize gastric acid in the duodenum, thereby allowing proper functioning of pancreatic enzymes. When approaching this question, it is best to first conceptualize what the question is asking, which is essentially, which of the following could occur in the GI tract after eating a large meal? With this in mind, it is most important to rule out the other incorrect answer choices and find the only correct physiological change that could occur after a large meal. In response to the large meal, there will be an influx of fatty acids and protons from the stomach, which will stimulate secretin release from the S cells. Though many other changes occur, None of the other answer choices are correct and are discussed as follows. Answer 1. Gastrin release would likely increase after a meal, leading to an increase in proton secretion. Answer 2. CCK is released from the eye cells of the duodenum in response to fatty acids in the duodenum, thus release would be increased, not decreased. Answer 4. The vagus nerve plays an important role in sensing stretch and promoting digestion by increasing acetylcholine release. And finally, answer 5, ghrelin is increased in times of fasting, stimulating hunger, and decreased after a large meal, leading to a decrease in appetite. Secretin release is known to increase bicarbonate release from the pancreas. This unique feature allows it to be used as a valuable diagnostic test. The secretin stimulation test should lead to an increase in release of bicarbonate and a decreased release and a decreased release of gastric acid, but in certain pathologies, such as Zollinger-Ellison syndrome, where gastrin is released by a gastrinoma, this does not occur. For this reason, it is the most accurate test for Zollinger-Ellison syndrome. That's all for this review about overview of GI hormones. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the MedBullets Step 1 podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.